Another thing I'd like to talk about is how, um, depending on the subject matter and depending on the person, these Christians, they a lot of times they keep changing how they interpret the Bible to fit certain people or, you know, even slightly changing the rules altogether. One minute they'll say, okay, it's this way, and, and uh, there's no doubt about it, this is what God or Jesus means by saying this. But then, in another situation, they'll bend it a little bit or change it. Um, they use it to fit their beliefs into every different uh, situation or every different thing going on in society. And then all, they, all of a sudden they take the same verse of the Bible and say, Oh, well, he means this. Well, wait, last time he said it meant this. So which one is it? Right. You know, it's you can't just... I mean, everybody interprets it a little differently, but it's still supposed to say, say or mean the same thing. But they change it to fit what they want it to say. Because mm -hmm. if they're trying to control somebody... And that person says, well, this says this. And they're like, oh, well, no, 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 that's not what he meant. He meant this. I think that's um, where you get a lot of your different types of Christians. Yeah. Different churches and that. Sure. Because they might they might go to one church, but they might not like the way something's interpreted. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they'll be like, oh, no, I don't agree with that. And they'll go to another church. Yeah. Well, plus there's different things in the Bible and the different uh, versions of it or different interpretations like... You know, at one point, God himself says that, you know, it's, it's it's no man's right to judge another man. Right. You know, judgment belongs to God. And uh, then in the same sense, they, some Christians say, no, 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 no. It says that you can't judge somebody looking down a righteous nose, thinking that you're more righteous than them. No. Like, okay. There are the words of, uh, quote-unquote, Jesus, even though that's not the real name. But there are, uh, you know, those things. And then there are the things that God himself, quote-unquote, in the book says, which are different. Mm -hmm. But then they'll try to say, oh, well, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are all one. Well, then how come they say different things? Yeah. You know, wait a minute. <laughs> Um, so, so this is like confusing and, uh, I think they make it so that it'll fit anything that they want anyone to believe. If a person doesn't understand something and they want them to believe it a certain way, they'll say, well, this is what it really means. Okay. Well, are you sure that the words that are written there aren't supposed to mean exactly what they say they mean? Right. Because it's the word of God. Right. So, uh, so how can a human, you know, interpret it a totally different way and make it mean something else? Look, it either means this or it means the other thing. It can't mean both, especially if the two different things conflict. Correct. But they do that. Quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I've been around it, and, and I've seen where they do this. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous and makes no sense whatsoever. So they're like, we're, we're giving you this book that tells you what to do, and there's specific things that they tell you to do, and this is what it means. 
And then when for some reason the dynamic of the conversation or the situation arises, it's, they suddenly change. The same guy that said one thing before is now saying something else. Right. Well, and then, you know, you could, I suppose they could say, well, it all depends on what it applies to. Um, well, it doesn't say that in the Bible. It mm-hmm. just says, this is the rules, period, and this is what you do or else. It doesn't depend on what the situation yeah, is. Yeah, because if it's if the Bible is the word of God, yeah, you're supposed to take it literally. Yeah, like uh, for instance, you can't uh, you can't say, "Well, this is this, and if you do this, that's okay." Um, but in this situation, it's not okay, and it means this. Well, it's the same sentence. Mm-hmm. How does it mean this and this? You can't have one sentence that says you have to cover your whole body, this, that, and the other thing, and and, and in another uh, situation say, oh, well, you know, you're allowed to whip your genitalia out and start swinging it around, <laughs> but only in this situation. <laughs> and if you do it in any other situation than this, then it's that's a horrible sin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Where did you come up with that? You can't sit there and schwang dang doodle all the day. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, so you, know, you can flip it around, you just can't pull it. <laughs> yeah, right. You can do anything you want to it as long as it doesn't make you uh, squirt your seed out and waste it because the Bible says wasting your seed is a sin. Oh, yeah. So I can masturbate, but I can't shoot it all over the place. <laughs> Got it in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sinner. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just... And, you know, their whole thing back in the day where they were seriously trying to get people not to do such things. <laughs> they're like, you're growing hair on the palms of your hands. <laughs> First off, there are no hair follicles that grow on the underside of your hands, right. the palm of your hands, or anywhere like that. You know, there's certain places in your body that hair does not grow. Yeah. And I don't think masturbating is going to make your hair just be like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh no, everybody's going to know. <laughs> Hurry up, I'm shaving my hands. <laughs> yeah. Somebody got, anybody got any nair? <laughs> Use that as soap. <laughs> You're like, everybody's going to know I masturbated last night. <laughs> That's okay, I'm not as bad as a neighbor. Look, he has dreadlocks on his palms, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I need a haircut. <laughs> You can't reinterpret and re-reinterpret things. No. Um, they mean no. what they say they meant in the first place. Yeah. And just keep it that way. Because you're starting to make yourself look silly when you keep reinterpreting things. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and even at that, who are the interpreters? Priests? Preachers? If everybody has their own interpretation, then what's the real rule? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I think it means this. Well, I think it means this. And this guy over here thinks it means this. You know? It's like, all right, well, then who's right and who's wrong? Exactly. So, and um, that goes right along with all the different religions. Who's right and who's wrong? Right. And then there's the whole thing of, um, you know, literalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, only, the, only, um, the only props I will give literalists is that they believe that everything it says is literal, and that's it. There is no 
personal interpretation from any certain priest, preacher, or anyone right. else. Right. That it, the words say this, these are the words of God, and that is literally what it means. At least they stick with that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I, don't, I don't care too much for literalists because they're a bit out there, mm-hmm. but at least they stick to what it says. Yeah. You know, they don't try to change it. So, uh, and no wonder they're miserable because a lot of that stuff, if they stick to exactly what it says, means you've got to live a miserable, working yourself to death, hard life with no fun, no nothing. Yeah, that, well, what's the point? Exactly. Know? It's like, why don't you just go ahead and meet your God now? And uh, a lot of people say they fear God or fear judgment, but the literalists really do fear God because they believe in the old way of the book and what it mm-hmm. literally says and God is a vengeful God or God is a you know fearful God. Why would you want to believe in that? Yeah, I know. That there's this guy up there that's up there to do nothing but whip your ass and punish you constantly. Uh, oh, you're wrong. You know, this is going to happen to you. Oh, I'll make this happen to you and you're going to burn in hell and, and all this stuff like that. And that's that's why I think literalists are really afraid of this God they talk about in their book. They're, they're afraid of it. So, so being afraid causes you to worship this thing? Yeah, because they think, they're so afraid they think that they have to do everything perfect just the way the book tells them to, and if they even screw up a little, that they are in trouble. So that must be, that must be a horrible life. To be in fear your whole entire life. Right, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, those who go around fearing everything and instead of experiencing everything and and living a good life and trying to be happy, mm-hmm. and instead they just, like, go to work, go to church, go home, stay in their home cowering, basically, praying, 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 and trying to be so perfect, a, a level of perfect that no one can be. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. There, if you tried to follow every single word in that book, literally, word for word, you would be constantly afraid. You would be constantly worried about everything. You would worry more than you would be happy. You would worry more than you would smile. You would fear more than you would love. And you wouldn't even have any ex- uh, any other train of thought except for fearing yeah. uh, uh, of this whole judgment thing. And... <clears throat> I'm not really sure why people would fear their whole existence on earth of of being just for what's going to happen when you die. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to spend my whole whole time here that I, what short time that I have doing that. Well, first off, the Bible says that, um, we are God's greatest creation and that God loves his creation but yet he is a vengeful and fearful God so this thing that according to their book loved you enough for him to say that you were his greatest creation (laughs) humanity that is then why would he be so vengeful and a fearful God if he supposedly loved his creation so much, he called it his greatest creation. Wait a minute. 
I love you, so I'm going to burn you in hell. I love you, so I'm going to make you die and beat you around and judge you and judge you and judge you and burn in hell. You know? Yeah, yeah, and then go back and be like, see what you made me do. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, come on. That doesn't make sense. No. And, uh, you know, then there, there are religions out there, like the pagan ones, where they believe that their gods are are great and love them and take care of them and give them things and give them rewards and stuff like that. Um, they're, you know, the Buddhists, they really don't believe in a god. They believe in these teachings of Siddhartha or Buddha. Um, he changed his name to Buddha. But, uh, you know, they follow his teachings and he doesn't speak anything of burning in hell or flames or torture or punishment. You know, right? according to him, you just kind of, the better you get throughout your life or lifetimes, you get better and better. Mm-hmm. And you become closer to being completely enlightened. And that is the reward, eventually becoming completely enlightened. Well, that's a good thing. That, yeah. that makes yeah. people want to do that, to try to be the best person they can. Right. To try to... Uh, to try to even, whether it's in this life or next, be the best whatever you are that you can, whether it's human or whatever else or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. that, uh, that your, the idea is to become at peace with yourself and everything around you and the world you live in and be as perfect as you can. But if you don't make it being perfect, you don't get tortured or burned in hell or thrown into a lake of fire. Yeah. You know, you just keep working at it. Yeah. Until you achieve that enlightenment. Um, see, that's a peaceful kind of religion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as compared to the whole vengeful God who who uh, destroys every living thing on earth from a flood as punishment or, you know, kills firstborn children as punishment or, you know, destroys whole cities because of their sins, whether somebody in there is not sinful or not, the whole city gets destroyed, innocent die as well. Um, you know, there's. it's no wonder that a lot of Christians are mean and hateful because they believe that they're constantly being judged and they're going to be tortured no matter what. And uh, they wind up being mean and hateful because of it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's rare that you hear of any of them just saying, okay, whatever, I accept this, and, uh, you know, I'm just going to try to be the best person I can be. Right. Well, what's wrong with that? You don't have to go around in fear all the time and yelling at other people who aren't in fear just because you are. If you're miserable because you're afraid, that's your fault because you're afraid. If you're not afraid and you just go out and live with live your life and just do the best you can to never hurt anybody and, you know, maybe help some people and, and just try to be the best person you can, then I'm sure you'll have a pretty good life. Yeah, and you don't need a book or a God to do that. No, no, you don't. You know, there's a... Even in their Bible, there's people that surpassed... The idea that you can, only through me can you get to the Father, says mm-hmm. Jesus, that you have to follow him, and if you don't, you're never going to make it to heaven. But yet there's other people in the Bible who uh, wound up going to heaven 
without going through Jesus. Um, trying to remember the one. I can't remember if it was. Uh, I think it might have been Enoch. Maybe. No, I don't think it was Seth. I think it was Enoch who wound up going to heaven in human form, you know, because he did everything to the best he could. He tried to be the best person he could and whatnot mm -hmm. and wound up going, according to their book, to heaven physically, you know, like lifted to heaven. Kind of like how they plan how the rapture will be. Well, yeah, but still in the rapture, they say only the people that accept Christ as their Savior will be raptured. But you see, Enoch didn't accept Christ because Christ wasn't ever even around at that time. This was pre-Jesus time. Mm -hmm. And he got to go to heaven without uh, rotting in wormy earth or laying there forever until the wars in heaven were over and Armageddon was over and all this, that, and the other. So... Uh, so obviously people can make it to heaven just by being a regular person and not, uh, you know, not following everything in the Bible to a T. Right. Or this, that, or the other. So there's still holes in their story. They're like, you can only do it this way. But there was this one guy that did it the other way. But you can only do it this way. Well, if he could do it without, you know obeying the Bible and doing every stupid little thing that he's told, yeah. then how come no one else could? Right. Well, that kind of and leaves who gives And who gives the right to that person to tell you that? Right, yeah. Exactly. That's where I think that their Bible and their whole religion was kind of put together by the Council of Nicaea to use to control the people all around. Mm-hmm within yeah. like the Roman Empire and whatnot. So so they made up these stories and they quote unquote interpreted them to mean that if you're a good Christian you have to turn yourself into a slave, basically. You're a slave of God. You're doing the will of God. Even though you have free will, you can't do your own will. You have to do the will of God and do what he says or else. Though there are stories where it's the opposite of that. And uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's all about these interpretations. And whoever is reading the passage at the time and interprets it, he interprets it the, uh, interprets it the way he wants to. Mm -hmm. The way he wants to make you believe, whoever the preacher or priest or whatever is. Because he's trying to control the people in his congregation. Right. So therefore, he'll read it and say, well, this is what it means. Right. Not what I think it means or or take it as you would, you right. would interpret you, you know, yourself. And give somebody else the chance, the free will, if you will, to yeah. interpret it the way they would like. Well, sure. And, and then the other thing of it is, too, that um, I suppose... If it was supposed to be a book that was made for everyone, and each person interpreted it differently, interpreted it the way they need to interpret it to make their lives happier or better or whatever, that would be a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so at any rate, uh, if it were a book that you interpret as you read it with your heart, mm -hmm. 
and say, wow, to me, all this means this. Mm -hmm. And it helps you in life. That would be a wonderful thing. But when you got other people telling you, no, 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 it doesn't mean that it means this. That means they're trying to control you. Mm -hmm. If you just... Exactly. You ever read a book and it like hits you a certain way or makes you think a certain way or makes you realize something or, you know, it feels good to you in your heart when you read it. You're like, oh, this book is awesome. Yeah. Well, that's the way that you feel it. Not the way you read it, but the way you feel it Mm -hmm. for you. And no other person is going to have that exact same feeling. No. So if the Bible were meant to be that way, like this book will help everybody and each person will feel it differently. Each person will see it differently and they will get what they need out of it. Yeah. Then it would be literally the greatest book ever. But that's not what happened. No, it's not. I think some people see it that way. Yeah. You know, they might not be very religious, but they might think that there are values in the Bible as far as what we were just talking about as far as interpretations. Yeah. Um, you know, in just a, a, a way of, of being a good person. Yeah. But still, that also kind of flip-flops back to the whole moral thing. Yeah. Where they need that in order to be like, oh, this is how I should live my life. Yeah. Because they don't know any better to be, oh, I, I can just be a good person. I don't need what's in this book. To be right. a good person. Right. Well, some people can't do that. Like, uh, like my friend's father, he believes that you can't just know how to live life. That God wants you to be a certain way, and the only way you'll ever learn that is through that book, and you have to take it literally. Well, no, that book, taking it literally just fucked up your head, sir. Yeah. Um, so now you're a mean, spiteful, angry person with a fucked up brain because you allowed yourself to believe that everything in there is literal. No. You should take it to mean what you feel in your heart or what you think it means. Yeah. You know, you, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't take it literal to the position of, well, this is this, and you're going to burn in hell if you don't, and this is this is this, and blah, blah, and, and uh, if you do anything opposite of what it says, it's going to burn in hell, and, you know, that's a, that's a horrible way to read a book and you know, think I about mean, it. You might as well just live in a damn bubble. Yeah, right. And even that probably won't help you. No, because, <laughs> no, because you probably do something in the bubble, it'll probably get you in trouble. Yeah. You burn hell and your bubble pop. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's just, uh, to me, that's just crazy. You, it, it, you can't really expect that to work that way. No. I mean, it's, uh... It's like no matter what you do, you're going to burn in hell. Yep, right. Whether if you're a good person or not, or if you try, you know what I mean? You're just going to burn in hell. Yeah. There's no, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's like a catch-22, man. It is a catch-22. It's all around a catch-22. Because, honestly, the, the, the people that uh, 
said, okay, this is allowed in here, but this is not, because if we put this in here, it'll make what we want it to say non-applicable. Just doesn't matter. So we're going to take this out and throw it away and leave what we want in there to be able to control the people. Mm-hmm. And we will make them believe this is real, and therefore they will listen. Otherwise, they will fear burning in hell. So they kind of keep control over people. Instead of letting them all read it themselves and everybody getting a different message out of it that belongs to them. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people won't get any message out of parts if that part of the Bible has nothing to do with what's going on in their life. They won't get anything from it. They'll just be like, eh, hey, whatever. But if there are things in there for every type of situation you might have to go through, and somebody's going through a situation and they read it, you know, it might mean something to them. It might help them. Right. But but if you take all that and wipe it clean and say, okay, we only want to put this, which causes fear, and 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 this saying, you better better obey or else, and that gives you fear, and then pretty much you just pretty much fear the whole Bible. Yeah. I mean, you know, you wind up being afraid of stepping out of line even a little bit. You wind up being deathly afraid of doing something wrong. So every day of your life, you're worried that you're going to do something wrong. And you're like, oh, no, am I going to do something today that I'll burn in hell? Oh, what do I do? Maybe I'll just stay at home and lock myself in my house and be a hermit and be angry at everybody. No, no, no. Just don't take it so seriously and realize that somewhere along the line you might read something that helps you in some way and you'll think, oh, that's pretty cool. I've been through that and it turned out all right for them in this book. It might turn out all right for me. Instead of fear, 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 you know. Yeah, because, you know, if, if you take it, and, you, and if, if that book was intended for that, okay? Yeah. Um, hypothetically speaking here. Yeah. If, if there wouldn't be a religion, it would just be a book of good stories to... to help you, yeah. Yeah. To, like, help you understand or to help you come up with an idea on your own that is sort of similar to what this person in the book went through. Right. You know, um, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but you can see that, oh, look, they kind of had this problem, and Mm -hmm. I'm having this problem, and they did this that helped it, so maybe I can try to do something like that that would help me. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be perfectly literal, word for word, you know. Well, you know, like, like them saying, oh, well, this guy went through this, but... But he was homeless, and I'm not homeless, so it's not the same, so I can't take it from this and figure out, you know, how I can use this story to help my own situation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because of taking it literally. If, if you see somebody who's been through something similar, it may not be exactly the same, and you see how they made it through, and they made it through okay, you can try something that's not exactly the same, but very similar to maybe help you get through yours. Right. Well, that's the way that book should work. Yeah. And uh, instead it's just, you know, according to certain sects of Christianity, it's this way and it's literal and only this way. And if you're not having the exact same problem, that's not going to help you any. And it only helped him because his problem's a little different than yours. And your problem's something else, so you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> right. Like, are you kidding me? 
Like, your guy's book sucks. Yeah. Like, no matter what I do, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it should be like, the, you ever seen those Choose Your Own Adventure books? Mm-hmm. It would be like owning a Choose Your Own Adventure book, but every single, every single ending to every single person or their story is burning hell. Yeah. You're like, like well, it started out good. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. Well, maybe this one. Nope, <laughs> fucked. <laughs> every time you're reading a story in the Bible... They should just say at the end of that of that uh, story, or or at the end of uh, whatever verse in the Bible, turn it should say turn page ninety five, <laughs> which says "burn in hell" real big on it. That's all it says. <laughs> so yeah. all the endings are the same: burn in hell, burn in hell, burn in hell. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. What do I get my mommy for Christmas? And you open the Bible and it says, turn to page 95. Burn in hell. I can't figure out to buy for mommy. I'm going to burn in hell. Because yeah. <laughs> buying anything is a sin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look at some of these. Um, what was that? That one show where... Um, that lady was even scared to um, go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because she'd have to turn to page 95. Yeah. Burning hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I don't know. Their, uh, their book is all doom and gloom. So, um, now, mind you, and uh, at the end of the Bible, there's the whole thing with, with, you know, Armageddon and God wins. And then there's like a peace on earth and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. But that's after a bunch of um, horrible blood, things. gore, guts, veins in my teeth, eat burnt dead bodies, freaking <laughs> kill, 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 and then happiness with God. So, in other words, a bunch of horrible, horrible stuff turned to page 95, which says burn in hell, and then everything will be okay. Yeah. I don't think so. Wasn't everything okay after everything was destroyed? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when it will be okay, when, when everyone's dead, everything is screwed, the whole planet is ruined. And then they'll be like, guess what? Now everything's good. <laughs> we started all over. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, great. Here we go. Yeah. Somebody please have paper and pencil so we can literally write things down as we go and leave it somewhere for someone where they can find it. And it won't take them a million years to chisel it out of rock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, look, this is what happened. This is what we did wrong. Don't do these things wrong. Yeah. Try to do these things in chapter two and... You should be okay. Don't read page 95. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tear page 95 completely out. Yeah. We don't need that anymore. Um, yeah, it's just... Uh, it's ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous. And uh, I don't know. If, if you people out there like to believe that you're going to burn in hell, go ahead. Turn to page 95. <laughs> um, you know how many people are opening their books? Right now, page 95. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I say 95 in that, you know, when I when I give it to the, when I uh, kind of compare it to a, a choose-your-own-adventure book, 
because most of those books were somewhere between 95 and 100 pages. Yeah, they weren't very really long. Yeah, yeah, right. I've read a couple of them when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. They were pretty cool. I mm-hmm. liked them. Yeah. But, uh... And you, I, I think, you know, it, it's... It's more fun as... Not the, the book, but life. Yeah. If you actually choose your own adventure. Right. And yeah. do it on a frequent basis. Yeah. Not right. like, oh, well, when I was young, I planned on doing this. That's my adventure. That's what I'm going to do. Right. Try different things. Learn, you know. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Well, you know, like, if you ever remember reading your own, your first Choose Your Own Adventure book, you know, we'd all read books before, and the book's already written. So it just right. it just follows the story, and then the ending comes, and either you love the ending or, you know, it's sad or you don't or whatever. But when you have a thing where it gives you choices, you get a little bit more excited about it. You're like, yeah. oh, wow, I want to do this. Yeah. And then you start reading it and follow how it says turn to this page and turn to this page. And uh, you get all excited and new things are happening, and it's unlike any other book you ever read. Yeah. So everybody's, there you go, everybody. All of your lives should be a choose-your-own-adventure story. Choose wisely, and it'll be wonderful, and life will be wonderful. But if you turn to page 95, you might burn in hell. (laughs) Don't turn to page 95. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That should be like the first, on the first page. Don't turn to page 95. (laughs) Yeah. There's, There's many more options. Oh, yeah. There is. And uh, I've known so many loving, awesome, full of positive energy people that have died. And I highly doubt any of them are on page 95. I highly doubt any of them are burning in hell, even whether they were Christian or not. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of really good, really nice, wonderful, helpful people that lived a wonderful, um, selfless life. Mm-hmm. They cannot be burning in hell. No. No, they, they, they're, I, I'm pretty sure that they are at perfect, beautiful, lovely rest, becoming part of everything again, becoming part of the big pool of energy. Mm-hmm. Call it what you will. And, uh, I'm sure they're doing fine, and I'm sure a lot of the people that accepted Christ as their Savior are on page 95 because they were just mean and spiteful and greedy and did everything for, them, for themselves and, and uh, you know... Pointing the finger and yelling at everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So uh, I think in the long run, whether you believe in the Bible or, you know, the Vedas or the Koran or whatever... No matter what you read, no matter what you think, as long as you do things that are good and help others and, you know, as long as you're not being a selfish asshole or, you know, trying to cause strife or being hateful toward people and stuff like that, I think as long as you try to live life to the best that you can and be as nice as you can and as selfless as you can instead of selfish... Mm -hmm that you'll make a pretty good imprint on life. And uh, you'll probably go, when you die, pretty happy. Yeah. Feeling, like, content and comfortable. Like, right. I, I did everything I wanted to do, yep. or I did it to the best I could do it. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm good with that, so right. cool. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. just kind of, you leave your, 
your footprint. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. That's a good way to put it. You leave your footprint, and and uh, maybe people can learn from you. Yeah. And, you know, that's a great thing, too, because if what you've done carries on mm-hmm. and people try to do that same thing, then you've made a really nice footprint. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's some people that recently passed away that's made a pretty big, you know, footprint of my life. Right. Exactly. Know. And if you try to take all the best parts of their lives that you remember and live that way, I think your life will be pretty sweet. Right. Yeah.